Autumn is crab season in Taiwan, and restaurants are serving up their seafood in all sorts of interesting ways. One restaurant has combined the crab with sesame oil soup, adding fried rumicelli underneath to soak up even more of the delicious flavor. Let's take a look. Seasonal mud crab is sautéed in sesame oil. Sure to warm you up with its spicy ginger kick. The noodles underneath are crispy on the outside and soft and tender in the centre. After the ginger is fried in sesame oil, stock is added to make the crab even more flavourful. The chef then drizzles it with rice wine and turns up the heat, giving it a final sizzle to enhance the flavour. 就是我们那个广东菜，它最重要的就是那个。Wok hay、就是 hey、is the most important part of Cantonese cuisine. At the last moment, you blaze up the heat to release the aroma. It's the finishing touch to a dish. The vermicelli is fried in oil repeatedly to make it crispy, like a pastry on the outside. Then it's drizzled with sesame oil soup to make it even more absorbent. The crab can also be combined with the Singaporean chili sauce. This way, the crab, which is a cooling food in traditional Chinese medicine, meets the warming chili sauce made of garlic and chili peppers. In true Cantonese style, it's cooked along the side of the wok. It's more Southeast Asian style with lemongrass and bay leaf, but we also stick to the more Chinese practice of cooking it along the side of the wok. In order to make the flavour even smoother, the crab is also drizzled with egg, and fried mantou is dipped in the sauce. Autumn crab can be combined with many different cuisines to shake up the way we eat. A construction company in Gaoshan held a ceremony on Friday to unveil a unique building, a modern residential high-release incorporating the ruins of the defensive walls of the old city that dates back more than 300 years to the Qing Dynasty. The construction company says it found the remains by chance while excavating the site. It then decided to change the building's floor plans to preserve the remains with the help of government and NGOs. Let's hear from the developer. The original design had a building at the front, but we couldn't dig down and destroy the drainage system of the old city walls, so we shrunk the layout. That cost us 50 to 60 parking spaces in one building. We'll be making 60 to 70 million NT less now. But if we find relics like these in the future, we would still like to preserve them too. The Gaoshan Bureau of Cultural Affairs says the old city is the largest and best-preserved urban landscape from the Qing Dynasty in Taiwan. It says the old city walls were destroyed in some areas during the Japanese colonial period, with the construction of the Gaonan Highway. The developer says he worked with a designer to preserve the remains of the city walls and their drainage system. And make them past of the landscape, so the local history could be incorporated into the building. Gamers, take note: the 2022 Indie House Fall has kicked off in Taipei, showcasing the latest innovations in virtual reality, augmented reality, and PC gaming in Taiwan. 20 indie game developers are taking part in the event, which is organized by a team from the annual Taipei Game Show. 
Organizers say they hope the event will help Taiwan's indie game sector grow through exchanges and other activities. Let's hear from the organizers. The market for mobile games and other kinds of games is very large in Taiwan. So this year, we decided to hold this event in the fall to provide a stage for indie game developers. We hope they can share ideas and show off the latest creations. According to game analytics company NewZoo, video games are expected to generate 203.1 billion Taiwan dollars in revenue worldwide, with about 3.9 billion players by the end of 2022. Meanwhile, according to a report by Video Game Insights, 98% of all games released on digital distribution service Steam were created by indie developers. Ximending has long been synonymous with shopping heaven. Before COVID-19, the Western Taipei district was full of leisure venues and shopping opportunities that appealed to foreign tourists as well as young people from all over the country. Now, with foreign visitors gone, the district has been in crisis. Many storefronts are vacant and shoppers say it's not the bustling destination it used to be. Today, we visit Cinema Street, a place once known to be a center for popular culture in the capital. Cinema Street in Ximen used to be a key hub of Taipei's entertainment market. But after the impact of COVID, here on Uchang Street Section 2, it's more like a disaster zone, a major casualty in Ximen's retail crisis. Big red venue for rent banners stand over the empty stores. Young people strolling Cinema Street say more stores are empty than open. I do feel it when I walk down here, there are lots of stores closed. It doesn't feel as lively as it used to. I came here once before. I work here. Lots of stores say they're up for rent. It has declined. The economy isn't as good as it was. There are just a few shoppers wandering the quiet streets. Stores here tend to open later and later in the morning. Once upon a time, there was a constant hubbub created with people visiting the Esli department store, Lux Cinema or In 89 Cinema, but no more. On this corner spot sits a claw machine arcade. For more than a decade, it was a gold merchant, which shut down earlier this year. Over just a few hundred meters, more than 25 storefronts are festooned with four rent signs. All in all, half the stores are empty. Whether it's because of the pandemic or the limits that were put on entertainment venues last year during the Level 3 alert, the number of visitors to Cinema Street has fallen greatly. The most serious industry for closing down is the gold industry. Lots of stores in good locations have closed. In slightly less popular shopping areas back there, the rate of disuse of the stores is more than half. In the heyday of Cinema Street, the going rent for one ping of retail space could be 3,000 NT a month or more. But post-COVID, one ping goes for just 1,500 or 2,000 NT a month. Retailers are now longing for borders to reopen to tourists, as their only hope to rebuild the shopping paradise that once was. Taiwan will end travel quarantines on October 13th. Now the question on many people's minds is, what's next? CECC officials say the next item on the agenda could be to ease self-health management rules for people infected with COVID. Though some health experts say the CECC could disband soon. Government official, officials say there is still much to do as Taiwan is currently at the height of a COVID wave. Taiwan reported 43,280 local COVID infections on Friday, a rise of 8.8% from the previous week. 
It also reported 225 imported COVID cases and 50 deaths. Numbers are still going up. We're still at the peak of the wave. Local COVID cases continue to soar, but the government is going ahead with its loosening of COVID restrictions. Travel quarantines will be removed starting October 13th, and government officials say rules for infected individuals may be loosened soon. It should be 7 plus N, with N being less than or equal to 7. Experts say that after a person tests negative, they shouldn't need to continue with self-health management. As COVID restrictions are lifted, one after the other, will the CECC disband soon? After this wave of COVID passes, Taiwan could consider not reporting daily infection tallies. Instead, they could announce the number of people with severe symptoms and our medical capacity available. The CDC could also reclassify COVID as a Category 4 communicable disease. That way, it can be treated as a regional disease and its management can be administered by the CDC. I think that by the end of October, if we don't have any major issues, at the end of October or early November, we can reclassify it as a Category 4 communicable disease. Then the CECC can be disbanded. They've been working very hard over the past three years. It's been very tough for them. On October 13th, we will abolish border restrictions, but that doesn't mean that COVID is at a low point in Taiwan. The CECC still has a lot of things to do. Probably it won't be disbanded so soon. For whether COVID will be downgraded from being a Category 5 communicable disease to a Category 4 communicable disease, that will depend on the international situation and the development of the disease. We're in the final stage of the pandemic. It's like a tunnel. We can already see the light at the end of it. If the situation doesn't worsen, the CECC can relax a little. Health officials say that a potential downgrade of the CECC depends on four major factors. Daily case numbers, moderate to severe case numbers, the emergence of more dangerous variants and severity of COVID compared with the seasonal flu. One of Taiwan's oldest Shinto shrines is now open again after a major revamp. The shrine at Jingguashi in New Taipei was established by Japanese officials in 1898. Tai Power has owned the land since the 1980s. The shrine has already been through five renovations, and the latest has turned it into a perfect tourist destination. Let's now head to the mountains of Jiufen for more. A row of stones from a Japanese-style tori, or sacred gate. Unlike many tori, which are painted an extravagant red, this tori in Jingguashi town in Jiufen is all grayscale, creating a calm and reflective atmosphere. The shrine has been empty for five years. After a renovation by Thai power, it's back to its former majesty. It used to be more dangerous here. It had never been renovated. It was easy to fall while walking here. In the late 80s, when Taiwan's mining industries declined and Taiwan Metals Mining Company closed down, its cultural assets in New Taipei's Reifang were given to Tai Power. In 2019, an exhibition and light ceremony called Light Up 13 Layer Remains brought international attention to the heritage sites here. Then, Tai Power decided to act, focusing on renovating the shrine at Jingguashi. There used to be grasses all between the pillars. I used to come and pull up the grasses. I think it's a beautiful thing and very historical. There are more and more hikers here. 
Tsinghua Shi Shrine was first built in 1898 and altered in 1936. With 124 years history, it is Taiwan's third oldest Shinto shrine. Once a major spiritual site for local people, it was destroyed in World War II. In 2007, it was named an official historical heritage site of New Taipei, although only a few traces of the original shrine remain, such as the Tori and Stone Lanterns. The pandemic in 2020 gave us an opportunity to start to consider whether we could do something more in a gap where there were not quite so many visitors. With the renovation complete, more memories are also emerging of the long-closed gold mine. Tai Power welcomes visitors to Jiufen to appreciate its uniquely Taiwanese stories and history. Taipei Veterans General Hospital held a press conference Friday to announce the birth of Taiwan's first babies born from round spermatid injections. Round spermatids are immature sperm cells which typically lack the necessary apparatus to move and fertilize egg cells. Thanks to the advanced fertilization procedure, a couple now has a pair of healthy twin girls. They hold up their twin daughters. It's a picture of pure joy. There is nothing but gratitude in my heart. I really had lost all hope of having children, as I was already in my 40s. Married for two years, the couple had been trying to conceive with no success. The now father had been even diagnosed with azuspermia. A team of medical experts from Taipei Veterans General Hospital later discovered that his sperm cells were not developing past the round spermatid stage. As such, they lacked tails, which made fertilization a difficult task. In the third stage of spermatogenesis, the round spermatids change shape. The head becomes smaller and they grow a tail. That's how they grow into mature sperm cells that are able to move. Before this stage, spermatids are not able to move or fertilize egg cells. Previous studies conducted abroad found a fertilization rate of just 38.7% after round spermatid injections. Live birth rates were as low as 2.4% due to chromosomal abnormalities. In the case of the Taiwan couple, doctors collected the father's sperm three times and egg cells from the mother twice. Through micro-injections of round spermatids, they were able to obtain eight embryos, finally resulting in pregnancy. Round spermatid cells look very similar to other cells. It's very hard to tell them apart. A very difficult part is getting the ovum and the sperm to bond, as this process requires movement. Normal mature sperm cells are able to move, but round spermatids do not have this ability. Thanks to advancements in medical technology, the couple was able to conceive Taiwan's first pair of twins born from round spermatid cells. The Directorate General of Highways is expecting heavy traffic this year over the National Day long weekend. The Directorate says it expects cars to start flooding Taiwan's roads on Friday afternoon before the long weekend starts. Congestion and heavy traffic is likely at major arteries, highway on-ramps and off-ramps and roads near scenic spots. To encourage more people to use public transport, the Directorate has also launched a series of discounts. From October 7th to 10th, travelers can get discounts of up to 15% on coaches of 86 mid- and long-distance routes. There are also discounts for local bus services for passengers transferring from the HSR, TRA, and inner-city coaches. 
transfer within 10 hours and you can get a reduced base fare. The DPP's mayoral candidate for New Taipei, Ling Jialong, gave a campaign presentation Friday about his transportation plans for the city. The former transport minister says he wants to increase the integration of New Taipei's public transport networks with that of Taoyuan, Taipei and Jilong. Some of his ideas include monthly transport passes that can be used in the four localities as well as a new MRT project. I will continue the work that I did as transport minister in planning a transport network for New Taipei. Here is my presentation. The DPP's mayoral candidate for New Taipei, Lin Jialong, on Friday spoke about his proposal for an integrated transport system in Taipei, New Taipei, Jilong and Taoyuan. There are always bottlenecks in the 52 bridges leading to and from Taipei, especially during rush hour. If you want to take the MRT, it takes a long time. And it's a long way as you have to take a detour through Taipei to get to other parts of New Taipei. There are 10 million people living in the exurbs around the capital. Taipei, New Taipei, Jilong and Taoyuan each have their own governments. Ridership on the Dunhai Light Rail, operated by the New Taipei Metro Corporation, is just 20% of the estimated ridership in the original plans submitted to the Transport Ministry. That's just one-fifth. The system loses more than 100 million NT every year. In its three years of operations, accumulated losses exceed 500 million NT. Lin put forward proposals to improve traffic in northern Taiwan by integrating the transport networks of Taipei, New Taipei, Jilong and Taoyuan, even proposing monthly transport passes for the entire area. Lin says New Taipei residents have had to make do with few MRT connections and heavy traffic on national highways, freeways and interchanges. He says incorporating smart technology could mark a new chapter in New Taipei's transport history. We want to build a new MRT line that connects both sides of the Dahan River. That would link up a population of about 3 million people, creating an urban centre in New Taipei. It would go through Banchao, Xinjiang and Sanjung. That way, that triangle would be like the egg yolk of New Taipei. They would no longer be Taipei's satellite cities. With the municipal elections fast approaching on November 26, Lin was keen to share his vision. After four years of construction, Taiwan's first made-in-Taiwan landing platform dock, or a LPD, was firmly delivered to the Navy. The 10,000-ton ship named the ROCN Yushan can transport a variety of amphibious vehicles and will be crucial in defense of Taiwan's outlying island. Should a war break down? President Tsai Ing-wen and Defense Minister Chou Guozheng both boarded the Yushan. The president said the ship's construction was an important milestone for domestically made vessels. The Taiwanese flag slowly rises, symbolizing that Taiwan's first made-in-Taiwan landing platform dock of 10,000 tons has been handed over to the Navy. <laughs> president Tsai Ing-wen, Defense Minister Chou Guozheng, and other officials boarded the LPD, named ROCN Yushan, and waved to everyone from the deck. They took the event seriously, as for Taiwan, 
the ROC and Yushan marks a major milestone in Taiwanese shipbuilding. In the future, during peacetime, the ROC and Yushan can be used to supply materials and personnel to the outlying islands. If a disaster occurs, it can also be used for relief and emergency medical treatment. In wartime, it can carry specially assigned troops deployed as amphibious reinforcements. The ROC in Yushan has a length of 153 metres, with a displacement of 10,600 tonnes and a range of 12,500 nautical miles. It can easily travel to Taiwan's outlying islands. The LPD can transport AAV-7 amphibious assault vehicles, five mechanised landing vehicles, Humvee military vehicles, on top of more than 250 armed soldiers. In peacetime, it can be used for disaster relief, international humanitarian aid, and can act as a field hospital. In wartime, it will be responsible for amphibious operations and recapturing outlying islands. It can carry 32 Skysword II missiles and has strong anti-aircraft firepower. In the face of China's military threats, we can only have real peace if we strengthen our own defence capabilities. We need to enforce defence autonomy so that our military can have the best equipment when defending our country. This is our unwavering resolve and policy. President Tsai stressed the importance of Taiwan having the ability to build its own war vessels. If China were to attack Taiwan's outlying islands, now that the ROC and Yushan is in the picture, Taiwan has more options in fighting back.